Good morning, everybody. Hello. It's wonderful to see you all. This is a good sign, really. Please stand as you're able and we'll worship together. morning, Grace City Church. It's good to see all of your faces this morning. It's obviously been a couple weeks for me, so uh, I'm thankful to be back. Uh, just a brief little 
reminder about the member meeting at the end of the service where we'll talk about uh, disillusion of assets. So if you're a member, I would encourage you to stay and we can vote on those things. And then um, we can read the call to worship and get started. The service, as you probably know, is going to be a little different. We're not going to have a traditional sermon. I'm hoping you all will participate in sharing some of the things that you have witnessed God do at Grace City Church over the last six plus years. So if it's just me standing up here, it's going to be about five minutes. So uh, good, I have the right one. All right. Uh, Your portion is the bold in all caps. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. All things, both visible and invisible, were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus Christ is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. In everything, he is preeminent. Once we were alienated from God and hostile towards him, but Jesus made peace by the blood of his cross. God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Come, brothers and sisters, let's worship the Father who loved us before time began. Let's worship Jesus, the Son who redeems us through his death. Let's worship the Spirit who unites us to Jesus and one another. Oh, God of Jacob, be my strength. 
can all have a seat. Uh, there are donuts and coffee at the back, if you would like some of that. Um, so this time really is an opportunity for you all to share some of the things that you have witnessed at Grace City, some things that have stood out over the six, last six plus years to you at Grace City, so we can essentially celebrate what has taken place at Grace City, what God has done at Grace City over the last six plus years. And so <clears throat> even though the last three months have been tough, there's a lot of things that we can be thankful for that happened even during that three months and prior to that. And so I was encouraged last night by a friend, <clears throat> and he said that even though God knew Grace City Church was going to, to close its doors on October 30th, 2022, we still, or he still, wanted to plant that church, this church. And so we should be thankful for that because there are a lot of really great things that have taken place over the last six years, and this is an opportunity to celebrate that. So I can start with one thing, and if people aren't sharing, I can share a few more. But um, one thing that stands out to me, uh, this was the place that my family was baptized. And so I became a Christian probably 20-plus years ago. And we had never really been members at a church before. And this was the first place we became members. This was the first place that we were baptized. And we were able to do it. Um, some of you that were there were at the daycare. I didn't fit in the pool, if you remember. But it still did it. Um, and then, like, the unique thing from our family's perspective was that we obviously didn't know it at the time, but Jasper was born on the day that we were baptized. So, who's next? I'll bring you the microphone. I'll come to you. Good morning, Grace City Church. Um, many people maybe don't know this, but we were, our missional community was a part of the first wedding at Grace City. Um, this was back when we were at the, the daycare, right? Yes. Um, there was two people, Vanessa and Chris, who were just going to go to a courthouse and do a quick wedding, but we decided to throw them a wedding, so we had invitations, and Ricky and I both played our instruments okay, <laughs> um, but it was quite a celebration, and we were just really excited to see what God was doing in Chris and Vanessa, and so um, in case you didn't know that, we did have a wedding at Grace City Church. That's great. I didn't actually know that. Who's next? Hey, good morning. Uh, so a couple of little stories. I'll try and keep them brief, but if you know me for any amount of time, I'm not great at that either. Uh, and then I promise I'll tie it all into a little bow of, of why um, these things are relevant. So <clears throat> we've been a part of Grace City uh, since the beginning of Grace City, it's been an incredible journey, as, as most of you know, but a couple of unique things that, that personally, I guess, I kind of, well, I ended up one of these things, and if, for those of you who weren't here, I apologize that you get, didn't get to embark on this fun journey of paintball with one another. <laughs> so, quite a few years ago, um, when we were at the daycare, I set up a, a group of us, we're going to go, I don't know how many, there's probably like 10 
But by the time all the invites and everything had gone through, I think Grace City itself showed up with about 30 people to this paintball <laughs> event. So it ended up being a crazy amount of fun for whatever reason. It's a good time to shoot, you know, a 60 caliber paintball at roughly 300 feet per second at each other. That's a great time. <laughs> so, uh, and all of us got to share in the wonderful, uh, hey, look at this welt, look at that welt, and then going home to the families and being like, yeah, I'm all covered in welts and all in pain uh, and stuff like that. So that was a great time. The other thing that, uh, that I want to share um, was randomly there was a snowboarding trip that got put together. Uh, Quincy Fall, um, not, not with us right now, but he put it together. There was four of us from Grace City and then one of his, his friends. So it was me, Joel Shipley. Uh, Eric Sinner and John Ross and Quincy all went to Whitefish. Uh, we left here at about 9 p.m. and drove the entire way, which is a solid 16 hours, uh, all night. And as you can imagine, cramped in a vehicle. Uh, some of us were trying to catch sleep, but realistically, A, passengers got to keep the driver away because we're driving all night. Uh, and B, there's lots of great conversations that happen in those types of things, right? And we spent that weekend on the mountain together. We discovered that Bluetooth is an incredible feature for finding uh, John's phone that he lost uh, during the day on the slopes in the middle of a snowbank. We lost it. We found it the next day because of Bluetooth. It was incredible. Uh, and a GoPro, so good, good, good with the GoPro. Uh, but just an incredible time of getting to know one another as men, particularly in that in that instance, um, and just the great conversations. And, and the bow that I want to wrap it up into is wherever we may end up, right, as Grace City dissolves, wherever, whatever church we end up going to, I beg of you to get involved as soon as possible. Look at membership, become members, join community groups, because that is one thing that Grace City did phenomenally. For better or for worse, we were good at community. Right? We all know <laughs> our groups that we were part of, the relationships that we built within those groups, the incredible bonds, all of the strife and struggle and suffering that we work through as a church and as a group together. It is incredible. So don't forget to do that. Become a part of that church that you are going to attend. Be a part of a community. It is essential. Right? We are not meant to do this alone whatsoever. So please, please do that. So thank you. Well said. Sherry? Should have a pedometer on. I get my steps in today. Well, I got up an hour early this morning because there were so many things that I have just a heart of gratitude to Grace City. And so, forgive me, I typed it up. <laughs> And I'm going to share a few things. I was listening to a message by John Piper yesterday, and it was on sustaining grace. And he wrote a poem to kind of reflect what sustaining grace is. Not grace to bar what is bliss, nor flight from all distress, but this. The grace that orders our trouble and pain, and then in darkness is there to sustain. I think most of you know that my husband died of pancreatic cancer last summer. God could have healed Hank, but he chose not to. The grace that orders our trouble and pain, and then in darkness, is there to sustain. Grace City has ministered to our family. I think almost all of you had a part in serving our family as Hank was sick and his death. 
He was diagnosed with cancer during COVID, so I could not go to the first or second doctor's appointment. So Michelle Holder and Lois Martinson came and sat with me as we listened to kind of the prognosis and what might go on um, with his treatment and so forth. Um, because I, was, I would have been by myself, and that would have been really hard. And so they just ministered to me greatly in that way. The elders came to our house, and that was Jeremy Archer and Dan Holder and Jeremy Martinson. And they anointed my husband with oil and prayed over him. And that was such a precious time. They prayed for healing, but also for sustaining grace. Then so many of you brought meals for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I cannot begin to thank you for that. For, all our, for our first trip to Mayo, Jeremy came over with a gift card to cover our trip to Mayo. That also happened with another trip, and Laura Temp was always concerned that we were going to, to make sure that we would have money to cover the trip and would come with a gift card. How kind, how kind is God? When Hank had trouble eating, nothing sounded good to him to eat. He continued to lose weight and lose weight. So Michelle and I talked, and so then Grace City started providing gift cards to restaurants. So hopefully he could think of some place to go and order something to eat that sounded good. Scripture came in the mail every week to sustain us. Many calls and texts with Michelle and Lois through the year. Katie Shipley was at Roger Maris um, Cancer Center, and it was always such a blessing just to be able to interact with her as we were going to another chemo treatment or blood transfusion or whatever. Um, many of you just prayed for Hank and our family, and those prayers were felt. Cards for his birthday and also encouragement came in the mail for many times through many miss missional communities as well as other people. We had an open house. Um, Dan Holder and Jeremy Archer read scripture and people shared how Hank had impacted their life. It was an incredible night. And then they would close with prayer. Ryan and I think Sarah also played the guitar, and a hymn or praise song was sung um, as each group came up and, and talked with Hank. After that, Hank kept getting out of bed. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I have to go to church and worship. I have to go to church and worship. And I said, honey, we can't go to church. There, there's not any place to go. It's closed. And he goes, don't you understand? I have to go worship. And I said, we can worship together. We can worship together, sweetheart. And so that's what we did that night after. And, and also that night, Hank, when he was in hospice, was awake for 20 minutes, slept for 30 or an hour, 30 minutes or an hour. The open house was three and a half hours, and he was awake every single minute of it. It was such a blessing. Um, and then Jeremy uh, Martinson watched the kids and helped with child care. As I don't know how many people came through. There were 50 people downstairs all the time, nine people at a time. Michelle was, was kind of monitoring the people that um, 
came up, and it, it was just absolutely an incredible night. Our boys never made it upstairs, and they were downstairs, and they said it was just incredible. People were crying and talking about how Hank had impacted their life, and then they were telling funny stories of him and just laughing, and they said it was just absolutely incredible. So I was so glad that both of them had a part to do in that. And thanks to Nancy Burdick, she was the one that suggested I do this. And I was like, have an open house when your husband's dying? I thought that sounded kind of weird, but it was such a blessing. Um, Jeremy Martinson was at the funeral home to help us plan his funeral. Lois and Jeremy helped me with our family pictures. Um, Jeremy inserted times when Hank uh, was preaching in the slideshow, and Hank ended up the slideshow with prayer. Um, so that was really special to us. His funeral was a celebration of his life and home going. Dan Holder and Jeremy Archer and Josh Salson and Sarah and Amy were all a part of this service. Jeremy did an incredible job in preaching the gospel. I told him that was the main point was to preach the gospel at this. And he did an incredible job. And people, unbelievers from the post office, turned out, I could not believe how many people turned out for his funeral. And they would come up to me and say, it was over an hour, but it seemed like 10 minutes. I've never been to anything like this. And so it was just an incredible way to, to share God's message with unbelievers. Oh, there's so much. I, then this part, I didn't have time to type, so I was just kind of writing some notes as I was in here. After my husband dying, um, I was in um, Ryan's uh, MC, and the MC was just so helpful in helping me kind of process some of the grief. Uh, widowhood is not easy. You can ask Marilyn or you can ask Jody. It's really a hard road to follow, but God's sustaining grace has held us. Um, I had prayed, and I knew it was time to sell our home um, because interest rates were going up, and I thought, boy, we just need to do that. And so, um, first of all, I had 12,000 books to try and figure out what to do with in the basement. Jake, you should have seen it. I do have a video. <laughs> I do have a video. And so our MC came over 12,000 books and packed all of them in three and a half hours. I mean, that is just absolutely incredible. And then John Ross was at my home painting, fixing things, and it was just kind of a joy to hear him whistle as he worked because he did. A lot of times he was whistling or singing, or, and it was, just, it was just kind of joyful to have him there. He was there to help a widow. And he served our family in many, many ways. And John, I thank you so much for that. Um, Nancy Burdick has been a best friend for years. And she has walked through all of this, from bringing, bringing food to, we're in the hospital the last time, and she goes, Hank, does that key lime yogurt taste good? And he goes, no, not anything like your pie. So of course, she came over with a pie the next day. Um, she helped me pack up the house, which was almost killed me working full time and packing up the house and moving. Uh, the MC came and helped us move. Um, 
The church has been an incredible testimony to our boys. Being a pastor for 40 years, they have watched many struggles because there are many struggles in ministry. That just goes along hand in hand. Satan loves to attack uh, ministry couples and their families. And they said, I've never seen a church. We've, all the churches we've been in, I, we've never seen a church that served and cared for our families so much. So that was just an incredible testimony to our boys. Um, I want to thank Dan, and I want to thank Jeremy Archer, who are here also so much for your care for Hank during his sickness and death. And you have just been incredible leaders in this church. And I do thank you so much for your leadership and your care for the body. Caring to protect the body from conflict that was going on. I think that's really part of what elders are to do. Dan, I thank you for the leadership you have taken during a very hard time of transition. Lots and lots of hours. I'm sure you've heard lots of complaints. You've heard praises. You've heard both because that's part of ministry as well. So thank you so much for, you, for what you did. Josh, I thank you for the time that you served as an elder and also for Ryan and just kind of walking through the things that were hard. What is sustaining grace? Not grace to bar what is bliss, nor flight from all distress, but this. The grace that orders our trouble and pain, and then in darkness is there to sustain. Many times I've just walked down the hall in our house, and Hank, at the beginning of our family slideshow, um, read a poem, and it was when he was doing a series on the book of Ruth. And this is what I say many times going down the hall. Things just don't happen to the children of God. They're part of a wonderful plan. And I walk and I go, Jesus, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going, but direct my path. And he has always been giving us that sustaining grace. Also, Josh Salison, we were in his MC, and I see people sitting here that went in his MC as well. And that was really a time of blessing too. So thank you so much for the testimony you have been to our family. Thank you so much for caring for us and for loving us. Thank you, Sherry. Um, one thing we're really thankful for as a family is all the meals through your meal chains. So having two boys and uh, an accident last year with the bus, um, we've gotten so many meals. <laughs> And you guys are so generous, and you cook really well. <laughs> it's all, like, homemade food. You send the toppings, so much dessert. Like, it's just really kind. And like Sherry said, those are things our family notices. Like, every time, like, whatever it is, we've had so much life happen in the last six years that, like, you know, miscarriage or job changes, things like that, where you guys have been with us. And so, yeah, you've shown us God's love. And also, um, that love will continue because it's from God. And so it's faithful, it's forever. And yeah, he calls us to give thanks. So, Thanks, Katie. Fight my way out of this cluster of children for a second. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how many of you know Bree and I's season uh, prior to coming to Grace City, but um, I had been down in, in Georgia for work, and we had been apart for about seven months. Uh, on the very first day that I was gone, Wyatt was born, so that was untimely, um, and so it was a really difficult season for us. And coming up to a new city that we'd never even been to before, couldn't even have pointed to Fargo on a map, um, was uh, daunting, and it was March of 2020, so then COVID happened, and so it was a, it was a weird time, and uh, talking to one of my coworkers, Jake Temp, it became abundantly clear very early on that we were both Christians, and that was really cool, and he's like, hey, you should, uh, you should come check out my church, Grace City. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. In my mind, I'm like, I'm going to look it up and make sure it's not like a snake church or something weird. And so we, uh, we come to Grace City. Uh, our, our church that we had left, and part of why it was so hard uh, in that transitional season was uh, Grace Church back in Wyoming, Minnesota. And we'd had such a fruitful season there. Um, when we came to Grace City, so much of this church reminded us of Grace in Wyoming so many of the people, the community, um, just kind of the, the bones and the structure of the church. And so it was not lost on us that God had, had really purposefully led us directly to this church. There were no other churches that we, that we went to. Um, we came directly here, and immediately upon coming here, we were loved on so heavily by so many of you. Um, we've had two wonderful children. Since being here, I don't even know how many meals have been, have been brought to us. Um, I mean, again, with the, the community theme, the serving theme, uh, Crosby was in the hospital earlier this year, and the archers just came and picked up the rest of our kids and disappeared and with our minivan and that, so we could just care for Crosby at Sanford. I mean, time and time again, people have stepped up and um, the blessings in our lives, and as I look around and think about just the, the daily things and the, and the ways in which our lives have been affected, um, Steve, I read Proverbs with the boys on almost a daily basis, and they ask for it. We wake up in the morning, and they want to read Proverbs, and that was advice from Steve uh, over a year ago, probably. Um, our boys know the names of many of you, uh, and constantly ask when you're coming over next. So um, they know the names of your kids. They're memorizing Bible verses. I mean, God has been so at work in this church, and I hope you all feel the same way. This has been quite hard. Uh, it's been quite heavy, and yet, just to echo what you said earlier, Dan, um, his sovereign grace has been at work this entire time, and he has equipped us for everything that we need for good works. And it just so happens that we're going to go other places and go to other churches with all of those things that we've been equipped with. So I'm encouraged by that. I'm very encouraged by all the things that we've gotten to experience here with all of you. Uh, and I, I, I look forward to what God's going to continue to do in all of our lives. I love all you guys. Thanks, Mike. I know I've personally seen God work in my life uh, quite a bit at Grace City. I remember early on, I don't know, we were maybe a, a year into Grace City, and 
had leadership development, and Jeremy Martinson asked if I wanted to participate, or Shibli and I wanted to participate in it, and I was like, oh, okay. So I, I, uh, I went, obviously, and uh, Jordan Wabam was there. I think Aaron Tetzloff was the one that led it. Aaron Redenius, John Ross was there. Uh, I feel like there's some, I think Archer was there too. And we went through this, and this leadership training, and we got through it, and we needed a, a leader of a missional community, and Aaron Tetzloff came up, and he's like, I think we're going to let John lead the, what turned into the Ross missional community. And I'm like, hey, fine. I don't want anything to do with that. So I was, I was very happy uh, not to step into kind of leadership, even though I went to leadership training, and it wasn't long, I don't know, six months, a year, something like that, and Ross has had some stuff going on family-wise, and so Shibli and I stepped in, and not really knowing what to expect, and then we were leading a missional community, and then we went with the, the Holder missional community to try to help out there, and then all of a sudden we have our own missional community, and and they asked if I wanted to be an elder, and I tried 10 different ways to say no, and yet here I am. So uh, not anything that I would have planned for my life. I didn't see myself being kind of in a leadership role or standing up here this morning talking to any one of you, but uh, here I am because of the work of the Holy Spirit in my life and, and people believing in me. So I'm grateful for that. Ben? Good morning, everybody. Um, one uh, cool thing that I've been able to be a part of at this church as a family law attorney is being able to uh, be the attorney in some of your adoptions. This church adopts a lot of people, as it turns out. So um, three, I think three adoptions, the Ackermans and the Holders and the Gustafsons. And so what a cool thing to be a part of uh, that symbol um, that our church participates in so much. I'll share one fun memory from one of those. I remember making a joke in one of those adoption hearings that got no laughs, despite like a hundred of you being there. And we've been through a lot of communions now. I've been holding this grudge about you guys, the silence. I remember afterwards, Jeremy Martinson said, you know, I thought it was funny. And I said, well, thanks for keeping it to yourself, man. <laughs> um, but what a cool thing. And I I really appreciate you uh, entrusting me with, with uh, such a cool thing. Um, <clears throat> I've been through difficult things while I've been at this church, and I echo a lot of what uh, Sherry Ferris has uh, shared about the way that this church body um, <clears throat> comes around you and supports you. I, there's just uh, so much I could say about the love and support uh, that has been poured out by so many of you. The the countless hours uh, that you have invested in my family, uh, listened to me, supported me, prayed with me, cried with me, uh, it's been incredible. And I, um, you know, this is the first church that I've been a part of where it's been more than just a place to worship on Sundays. <clears throat> and uh, you all feel like a family to me. When I've been asked by people uh, where we're going to church after this, uh, I haven't been able to give an answer because I haven't wanted to think about it because I don't want to be done with this church. I love you all so much, and um, it's hard to think about. I'm from Minneapolis, and uh, when my friends and some of my family have asked, when are you moving back to Minneapolis, um, or why don't you, 
among those reasons every time that I've given to people is, I don't think I could ever leave this church. So it's tough now, but I am so grateful uh, for the time I've had with you all. And I'm so, so grateful for the ways that you have supported me, uh, encouraged me, held me to account, um, loved me and helped me grow in my relationship with the Lord. I appreciate you all so much. I love you all so much. Thank you, Ben. I know there's more out there. Are you coming up, Larry? First of all, Grace City may not be no more after today. One fact remains in my heart. Grace City will always, yeah, I can't always have a problem. Grace City will always be a part of my life. I don't care where I'm at. Whether I move to Hilton Head, South Carolina, spend time on the beach, or whether I happen to move even farther north to Canada. Don't know why I would do that, but Grace City will always be with me. It will always follow me. It will always remind me of God's great grace and mercy and love that was shared with us as we grew together in these last six years. Most of you know me, or maybe some of you did not know, our daughter Rachel, she died five times in two weeks. And one person showed up and gave us some help, emotional help. He was there when I fell on, on my knees, wondering what if. And Jeremy always reminded me, God is greater than this. I can never forget that, and I never will. So that's one of, the, one of the good things that has really happened is because of, as Sherry mentioned, you guys pour out love to us. And as we had to go through some travels to Minneapolis and back four, five, six, seven, I don't know how many times, there was always this little gift that came from the church that here's our love towards you to get you through what you're going through. That's a powerful thing. And may I encourage you to continue to do that in the days ahead, no matter where you may go. Okay? And, then, and Dan reminded me of leadership group. I remember when we, when we went to one, there was this lady named Michelle. She'd always ask me, how are you doing? But then she'd come back and she'd say, how are you really doing? Those are, that's a tough question sometimes because we don't like to be vulnerable, right? And that, poured, and that helped me to come out of that a little bit just to be more vulnerable. And so thank you for that, Michelle, that reminder of that. So, uh, and then as we, were, as we continued to grow, we got into a position, we got an opportunity to be part of a benevolence team. What? Grace City benevolence team? We never had that before. So let's try it. I got to be blessed to spend some of that time with Dan and Chablis. That was some good time. We did some good things. We were able to do <laughs> We won't go into that. Anyway, it was, it, was a, it was a great opportunity to be able to be a part of that. And then that kind of grew into a little bit better role where I got to be a part of the budget team. That was a lot of fun too. Lots of, lots of goodness of what God can do with a group of people who are dedicated to him as we saw monies that came in. And there were times when we didn't know where it came in, but it came in. And every once in a while, just showed up out of nowhere. And so we've been blessed now these last couple of weeks to decide how to divide that. And that was a little bit painful too, but, and you'll hear about that later on, I'm sure. But this is the goodness and grace of God. And that's been the one word I think I've heard so much today is grace. The church, this, this building, 
the other buildings. That's not the church. Whatever building you go to next, that's not the church. Who's the church? You, me. We're the church. We're the building stones. And so God has a plan, right? Yes, his plan was to plant. But what is, what is one of the things of God's will? The Bible says even your sanctification. Ouch. That hurts. But guess what? Joy comes in the morning. There's going to come a time where we're going to go and be planted. However that looks, no matter what he's, but whatever, it's like Ben said, when you get there, do your part. Be a part of that. Get involved in, in, in missional communities or life groups or whatever, you, whatever they call it. We can't do Christianity alone, right? So don't even dare, because if you do, I'll come after you. If you find yourself no, going nowhere, I will show up on your doorstep at 3 in the morning and knocking on your door and I'll be yelling at you, why aren't you in a church? So make sure you find yourself a place to go and grow. Because God's not done with us yet. Praise the Lord. Amen? And so one of the things that's been kind of unique prior to this moment is I've been able to, I go through the Bible every year, right? And so at this point in time, on October 30th and October 29th, we have got into the book of Lamentations. You want to talk about sorrow. We can all identify that some part of Lamentations. And if you haven't read it, now would be a good time. And to hear the heart of Jeremiah, who happens to be, who I'm told is the author of that. Because he had it, he had it bad, he had it sad. But yet this I recall. Brothers and sisters, yet recall the goodness and grace of God has been in your lives and brought you through, has been you a part of this body of this church here, and he's got greater things in store in the days ahead. Beloved, he's not done with this yet. So let me encourage you as, you as we leave Grace City one more time, Grace City is going to be Grace City no matter what. Don't let that ever fall behind. God, if, you read your, if you read your Bible all the time, you always hear that, that God always works on his people. He causes all kinds of bad things. But guess what? He always has this to say to you. If you will return to me, I will be there with you. So be strong and courageous. He will be with us no matter where we go. And whatever you do, love one another. Amen? Thanks, Larry. Good morning. My name is Brenton. Uh, a quick story, how we ended up here. We were moving, my wife Anna and I, we didn't have Fletcher at the time, were moving out for me to go to graduate school, and we'd been looking for churches. One blessing of the time of COVID is everybody was putting their sermons online so you could listen to uh, maybe what the church was about or hear what people were speaking on. Anyway, so we landed in West Fargo to live and chose to come to Grace City. Anna was finishing up work back in Spokane, Washington, where we were moving from. I was out here, so I checked out Grace City Church. And it was the time of COVID back in Washington State. Uh, it's a little stricter about social distancing and wearing a mask, that sort of thing. So I walked into Grace City Church, and nobody was wearing a mask. It felt very foreign to me. I planted myself in the back row in the far corner, and I thought, well, I feel very awkward. 
the moment that uh, the benediction is given at the end, I'm going to leave because I'm not quite sure how I feel about all this. So, you know, the end of the benediction, I walk out <clears throat> through the doors. I'm halfway across the parking lot. I'm just walking at a normal rate of walking. And uh, all behind, behind me, I hear, excuse me, excuse me, what, what did you think of the sermon? And I look behind me, and here's Jeremy Martinson trucking it through the parking lot <laughs> towards me. I said, oh, uh, uh, hi, yeah, um, you know, what's your name, so on and so forth. Explain to him some of my unease. Anyway, needless to say, we tried out one church, and we've been here ever since. And that was a, a big prayer of ours, because we knew we were going somewhere where we didn't know anybody. And just echoing what everybody else has said about feeling the love, as it were. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, in John 13.35, I'm not good at uh, setting the stage for any of these things, but I do can read the verses. And, you know, in John 13, I think 34 and 35, says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And by God's grace, the work of the Holy Spirit, that has been a privilege of my family to experience here at Grace City. And it's funny, Larry, you're talking about Lamentations because as we started, as people started sharing their experience, you know, their experiences here at Grace City, and as we are looking forward to what is next for each of us as families or individuals, uh, a series of verses came forward or came to my mind from Lamentations, Lamentations three, twenty-two through twenty-four. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases; His mercies never come to an end; they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. And that is my hope for all of you. Very good reminders. Obviously, I'm pretty new. Um, don't know most of you. I came like right when everything started happening, so I don't really know like the full story. But I will say that when I was looking for a church over the summer, this never popped up. All my searches, I went through, like, all the churches around. I kept thinking, nope, I don't want to go to that one. Nope, that one doesn't feel right. And then I was just like, no, I don't want to go to this church. And I found Grace City, and I was like, I have never seen this on Google before. I was like, why, why wasn't this popping up? And I kept praying on it, talking to my friends about it. And they were like, oh, that seems kind of sketchy, but it also seems kind of good. They're like, you should try it. <laughs> um, so I kept praying on it, and finally I decided to come after a month of sitting on it, and I was like, you know, I kind of like this church, and um, some of my friends, they're like, you know, I feel led to tell you to stick with it, even if it seems kind of weird, so I did, and I kept coming, and then next thing I know, people were inviting me to MCs, people were talking to me, and it really changed my view on churches, because I've been trying to 
I've been trying to fellowship with people, but only online. I've never actually really got to experience in person. So even though it was only just a couple months for me, Gray City has kind of set the stage for what I should look for. It set the stage for what fellowship is supposed to look like. And it's something that for me, I feel going forward, I feel more ready to look at different churches now. I feel ready to say, okay, don't be so judgmental. Don't be so finding the wrong in everything because that's, there's going to be wrong in everything no matter where you go. Um, but I'm pretty grateful for the couple months I have been here. So that's what I'd like to say, and thank you guys. Thank you. we heard a lot about community, and, and that's been a big thing at Grace City. Uh, but half of the things that I've, ta- I've been talked about this morning have been community-related, and those are things that we can take to whatever church we end up at next, right? I know one of the things that numerous people have said to me, and I'm sure I've said to you, is that we're so welcoming, right? When we recognize there's an, somebody new here, we seek them out after the service to get to know them a little bit, to invite them to a missional community, and that unfortunately isn't how every church operates. You know, Jeremy Martinson running after Brenton in the parking lot amid COVID, right? Like that, those things just don't happen at every church. Not to say that they don't happen at other churches. We're not unique in that, but it is definitely one thing that we can take to the next church that, that we all end up at to be hospitable to one another, to invite people out to lunch or over to, to your house for dinner or whatever it might be. We have those opportunities and we've put those things into practice here at Grace City Church, so let's not, let's not lose sight of the things that we have done really well here at Grace City. Probably spoken enough. Does anyone, one, one more. We'll do one more. Jenna. Good morning. Many of you that know me know I can't make it through things without crying, so I'm going to do my very best. But um, we started coming to Grace City when, well, we moved to Fargo in March of 2016. And so we came shortly after. We came here. This was where we landed immediately. Um, When we came here, we've done a lot of life in six years. When we first started here, um, we had two children, and we had a dirt floor for an office, and um, now we have six children and an office that doesn't have a dirt floor, which we're really thankful for. Um, I'm just so grateful for Grace City and the ways that God has worked in each and every one of you. We have experienced firsthand, we have received God's grace and kindness through each and every one of you. We've received, with having four kids, we've received a lot of meals. (laughs) And we, and every single one has been a true gift. We've received so many prayers and love and encouragement. There's some really special people here that have just because of the spirit working in them, have changed our lives. The trajectory of our marriage changed. Um, I've seen the work of the spirit in my heart. I've seen the transformation of the spirit in my husband's heart. And um, when you have six kids, sometimes it's really easy to feel guilty 
to receive all the help and the support, and it's hard to ask for it. But you all just gave it so freely. Just as God freely gives to us. And I will be forever grateful. We will be forever grateful for that. So just thank you to each and every one of you. And I'm sad, but I know that God is good and he's faithful. And I do look forward to seeing how he will continue to work in his church and through this body and as we disperse and carry those gifts and his grace to other people. Thank you, Jenna. If you don't mind, I think I'll pray and the worship team can come up. We'll take communion in a minute. Heavenly Father, thank you for, for Grace City Church, for all that you've done at Grace City over the last six plus years, getting to hear some of those memories today, hopefully as an encouragement to our hearts that there was a lot of good done here at Grace City by you and through each one of us. Please give us the, the strength to carry on, the wisdom to find a new church talked about getting plugged in right away. Joel talked about getting plugged into a church and being members and finding ways to serve and being part of life groups or missional communities or whatever uh, small groups the church that we attend have. So help us to have the desire to do that uh, because we have all kinds of different emotions that we're processing right now and have been processing for the last several weeks and months. So help us to find a church that's going to be a good fit for us, a good fit for the gifts that you have blessed each one of us with, and that we can use those gifts to build up the body at a new church. Thank you for all that you're doing and who you are, and ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Communion time. Uh, At Grace City, we get the opportunity to celebrate communion each and every week. We do this as a continual reminder of the cross and the blood spilled for us. And so we, we like to celebrate that each and every week. We, we don't practice or we do practice open communion here at Grace City Church, which means you don't need to be a member in order to take communion. We only ask that you've been saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. And so if that's you, I welcome you to take communion with us as the individual servings get passed out here in a little bit. If that's not you, then I would encourage you to maybe talk to the person next to you, maybe talk to the person that you came with, uh, to talk to me. We would love to share the gospel with you, point you to Christ, and really invite you into what we are all about here at Grace City Church and other churches in town. So uh, thank you for uh, hopefully that opportunity to, to share the gospel with you. So Uh, As the worship team leads us through this next song, the single-serving cups of the bread and the juice will be handed out. If you would just hold on to those until the song is over, then we will take them together.
If you want to open that top layer and take the bread out, Paul says in 1 Corinthians, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread. And open that next layer. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the cup. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds his hands his feet my Savior on that cursed tree His body bound and drenched in tears They laid him down in Joseph's tomb The entrance sealed by heavy stone A sigh is still and all alone
is God from whom all blessings As a reminder, we'll have a, a member meeting to distribute the assets here in a few minutes. We'll take a couple minutes. Uh, benediction is from Jude, verses 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, and now and forever. Amen.